For over 20 years, we at Mitchell Lake have worked with game changers, innovators and leaders who have been on extraordinary journeys from diverse and sometimes challenging backgrounds. These are their thoughtful and honest stories that focus on ignoring convention to create their own pathways in achieving their dreams and goals. Join hosts, managing partner John Tanner, partner Michael Dada, and advisor Patrick Blute as we explore Talent Without Limits. Our guest today is a true living legend of the sports industry. Based in the United States, Lee Steinberg is a premier sports agent, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. Lee has represented many of the most successful athletes and coaches in football, basketball, baseball, hockey, boxing, and golf including the number one overall pick in the NFL draft for an unprecedented eight times in conjunction with 64 total first-round picks. With an unrivaled history of record-setting contracts, Lee has secured over $4 billion for his 300-plus pro-athlete clients and directed more than $1 billion to various charities around the world. Over the course of his career, Lee has featured in numerous national television programs, including 60 Minutes, Larry King Live, the Today Show, and many more. He's been profiled in a host of magazines, including Business Week, Sports Illustrated, People, Forbes, and again, so much more. But the one that resonated with me the most, which I truly loved, is Hollywood Came Knocking. And so this is where Lee is often credited as a real-life inspiration for the Oscar-winning film, Jerry Maguire. I'd like to introduce you now to Lee Steinberg. So, so Lee, thank you, mate. Thank you for joining us here at Talent Without Limits. I know with your busy schedule, with the the ramp up towards your major event at the Super Bowl, um, time is very precious and with everything else you've got going on regardless. But I also want to uh, send out a shout out and thank you to our dear coach, Jen Welter, Dr. Jen Welter, for introducing us, uh, you know, a couple of months back where I came to visit you at your office there at Newport. And um, so thank you, Jen. And um, I also want to introduce you to my wonderful colleague, Patrick Blute, and co-host of Talent Without Limits, Lee. So Patrick's actually based in New York. So we're very international today. We've got Patrick in New York. (laughs) You're in Newport Beach, California. I'm here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Covering all the time zones. Yeah, we're like the United Nations. We are, mate. We definitely are. We definitely are. So I thought we might start, and 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 Patrick, um, let, let's let's maybe guide Lee through this. I think you know Lee, with such an incredible background and history, um, would you like to start with perhaps just a, an intro of your background for us, please? So I grew up in Los Angeles, went to UCLA for a year, and then up to Cal Berkeley in the tumultuous 60s. And I was student by president, and the governor of California was Ronald Reagan. And every time we demonstrated against the Vietnam War, he cracked down. So I learned everything I needed to learn about the art of negotiating Hmm. from dealing with uh, Governor, later President Reagan. I went to law school and I was a dorm counselor in an undergrad dormitory and they moved the freshman football team into the dorm. And one of the students was the quarterback, Steve Bartkowski. And when I graduated from law school, I traveled the world for a year. And when I got back, Bartkowski 
had been selected as the first pick overall in the NFL draft in 1975 and asked me to represent him. So oh. there, I, there I was bringing with Polito experience, uh, not, not having uh, uh, practice yet. And yeah. there was a World Football League competing against the NFL. So we were lucky to get the largest <clears throat> rookie contract in NFL history. Wow. And um, I was looking for a profession that would be sustainable with my dad's two core values, which were one, treasure relationships, especially mm -hmm. family, and two, mm -hmm. make a meaningful difference in the world and help people who couldn't help themselves. And I saw that the athletes could be role models and their high profile gave them the ability to retrace their roots uh, to the high school level where it could set up a scholarship fund or <clears throat> work with a church or boys and girls uh, club at the collegiate level where they could do a scholarship or bond with the alums that would be great mentors. And at the pro level, find some cause incredibly important to them and set up a charitable foundation that had as an advisory board the leading business figures, political figures, and uh, community leaders to work on a project. So it's work done putting the 200 single mother and their family into the first home they'll ever own. It's, uh, and it's messaging like the heavyweight boxer I worked with, Lennox Lewis, saying real wow. yep. men don't hit women. Um, yep. And... Uh, so that was 48 years ago in, in football. I've represented 64 first-round draft picks. Uh, very first player in the first round, eight years. We have 12 players in the uh, in the uh, Pro uh, Hall of Fame. And then uh, baseball, a ton of great players, basketball, Olympic sports, and um Wrote a couple of books along the way, and, <laughs> and um, on the way to writing a third, and um, so here we are. Fantastic. fantastic, yeah. And Lee, I I love that you've brought up um, the power of legacy and really thinking about um, leadership and role models. And uh, you obviously have one of the most uh, impressive and compelling and long lasting events. Uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. So we'd love to uh, just hear from you what um, your experience has been and how this event has evolved uh, through your career. So it started back in 1985, and it was at my house in Berkeley. And what I wanted to do was create an environment that was different than the noisy, boozy, dark, overcrowded parties and have a daytime party and thematically... Uh, make it evocative of the of the history, the culture, of whatever that place was. So to pick iconic places. So last year we had it at uh, Sony Studios, which is the old MGM, and uh, but we've had it at 20th Century Fox in Los Angeles and Phoenix at a at the Botanical Gardens. We've had it on a white steamship. So it's a coalition of big business, big politics, big sports, and big entertainment. And we do humanitarian awards at it to philanthropic awards to honor 
owners and general managers and coaches and players and retired players. We do a brain body lounge, which is all the new cutting edge techniques, whether it's RTMS or Tommy Shaver's uh, Nestry that can heal uh, a brain through neuroplasticity. We, for the last, uh, I've done a concussion conference for the last, uh, we've done them 17 times where we have leading neurologists and uh, experts in terms of uh, prevention, awareness, and cure for the concussion issue. Uh, we do a big charity. So this year it'll be the homeless in uh, uh, Arizona. And then we have fun things happen. One year, um, we had the exercise guru, Richard Simmons, played by uh, Rob Schneider coming to the party, but he was the bad Richard Simmons and he uh, got drunk and ate ding-dongs and, and all the rest of it. So they showed it on Jay Leno that night uh, to the real Richard uh, So we've, parts of movies have been filmed there, television shows. Um, it's um, And then we showcase interesting new products and the rest of it. So it's a daytime party where you can go into a virtual reality exhibit or you can see uh, uh, animals or you can do all sorts of fun things. Yeah. And, yeah. and while we're making a difference, one year they were having a, uh, a problem with drinking water in Haiti because they mm. had an earthquake. And so we sent a water machine down that purified the water for 140,000 people a day. So wow. we try to be time, place, manner sensitive. We had live hookups with troops in the field when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan. We had first responders back in uh, 2001. We try to make sure that we're sensitive to the environment away from sports while we're doing the party. That's fantastic. And, um, you know, Pat, <clears throat> I should let you know that, you know, our Mitchell Lake client, Neuroflex, will be actually exhibiting at Lee's event. Um, Excellent. Showing off their VR concussion testing goggles with the software. Um, and so it's a very exciting time for them to be a part of it. And this is a big thing um, that really resonated with me in regards to what Lee's doing around overall duty of care and well-being of athletes. It's way beyond Lee being an agent or a manager as such, beyond being also him being a mentor and all the rest well, of that he does for his athletes. But this duty of care a, is so I important. I had a crisis of conscience back mm. in the late 80s because players are going out on the field and being hit in the head. And when we would go to doctors and ask how many is too many, what's the magic number there? were no answers. So mm. we started trying to get knowledge. We eventually got to the point where we were told that three or more concussions cause a exponentially higher rate of Alzheimer's, uh, Parkinson's, wow. premature senility, CTE, and depression. So 
you know, we're thrilled to have a better diagnostic technique like Patrick Springing to the party because we're always looking for breakthroughs that will help us um, get a handle. I, I didn't go to law school to send players down the road to brain damage. So the least we can yep. do is to be yeah. proactive in a fiduciary sense with trying to help them solve this problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, oh, and that, that just is um, so pertinent to uh, really how the industry has changed through your vision and leadership uh, on this topic. So uh, just curious, as you're thinking about um, future performance enhancement and the different uh, technologies that you're seeing, what's um, inspiring you uh, from seeing this transition to now and, and what's coming up ahead? So I think there are a couple basic um, situations in sport that can be impacted. <clears throat> One is the fact that every game, it seems now, 30% are blowouts, but every game in professional sports comes down to the last quarter or the last drive. Mm. So is there are there processes that can enhance productivity, energy, focus in those critical moments. And that could be hyperbaric oxygen, light stem. It could be uh, brain body boost. Um, there are all sorts of techniques. The second is these sports now have salary caps. And that means that if a team is playing in football, the, paying the left tackle $25 million a year, his backup's going to be somewhat considerably diminished in talent. And so when you lose that critical player, having them back a game or two or three quicker can make a dynamic impact on the ability to make the playoffs, the Super Bowl, the World Series, um, you know, the NBA championship. Yeah. So can we do something to, to stimulate that and um, uh, faster. And so many of the techniques we talked about, there's uh, circulation machines that enhance the circulation. There are energy um, uh, machines that, that um, stimulate energy. There are all sorts of new technologies. And then at the end of the day, can we help people in the general public have better cognitive function longer? Can we enhance memory? Can we enhance neural processing? And this all uh, centers around the concept of neuroplasticity yeah. that an yeah. injured brain doesn't necessarily have to degrade all the time and get worse and worse. It actually can be repaired and get better. And this is new, yeah. exciting uh, uh, breakthroughs uh, that are happening. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I so think that, in, you know, in itself, Pat, you know, in itself, that's where Lee is a role model, you know, across sport, you know, not just say in football, but across all sport. And then that flows into community. And the event that you actually put on, Lee, is there to support community, which is fantastic, which is, is exactly what it's about. So we thank you for that. Um, well, it's my pleasure. You know, I had a father who um, said, when there's a problem in the world, as small as a piece of paper that's trash, 
uh, in front of you and as big as racism or climate change. And the tendency is to wait until the they or them, the amorphous they or them solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Older people, political figures. And my dad used to look at me and he'd say, you could wait forever for the they or them. The they is you, son. You're the they. So I think all of us have a responsibility in our own time, in our own way, to try to see how we can enhance our existence on this planet and and, uh, heal pain where it exists. That's such a great philosophy to really carry with you because um, the lived experience of uh, your journey in this industry and your influence on it allows other days to face different types of problems too. So um, that's a wonderful mindset to to bring to the field. And um, really this, this idea of uh, role modeling, uh, how uh, we can provide that inspiration for others. I think that uh, is a really core pillar of um, what you've brought to uh, the people you've been able to mentor in your career. Thank you, Patrick. Um, what we have the athletes modeling is not athletic behavior because a very tiny percentage of people could yeah. ever be professional athletes. It's a responsibility that we all have. Um, yeah. People who raise children well, uh, good parenting is a, a positive contribution to the world. If you just stopped at that, um, it would make a, a major difference so that People shouldn't be um, discouraged or scared to think that their vision can be played out in the world. It's as simple as just doing it. Yeah. One of the, um, you know, I follow, um, and everyone listening should definitely follow Lee across all the social platforms. And it was one this morning, early my time, I, I got to see where, you know, you talked about listening right? How to get the most out of people, how to help people, how to guide people is, well, just listen, just listen. And from your listening skills, Lee, you've become that role model because you're actually then targeting what you're, what that person is really requiring based on them as an individual. And it was very powerful. And I just think, you know, part of your core values is how you listen in such a simple way, right? Well, people think that how you speak and suasion and persuasion is the critical key, but really it's not. If you can draw out another human being and cut below the surface and understand their values, in other words, how do you feel about short-term economic gain, long-term economic security, spiritual values, uh, geographical location, the weather, lifestyle, family considerations, making a difference in the world, autonomy. Uh, it could be the corner office or vacation, but yep. making a difference in the world. If you can get people to feel enough trust and safety to peel back the layers of the onion mm. and reveal who they really are, if you can understand someone else's deepest anxieties and fears and their greatest hopes and dreams 
and put yourself in another person's heart and mind and see the world the way they see it, then you can navigate your way through life productively and graciously. That makes so much sense. That's that's akin to that philosophy too of um, not projecting that there's a they or an otherness, but really what do we have in common and what do we share? And that's really where um, we find growth. Absolutely. Now, um, Lee, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I've got to ask you, because I'm, I'm, our listeners can't see this, you know, that, that famous picture behind you in your chair. <laughs> you and Tom Cruise and Cooper Gooding Jr. It's the best office. <laughs> now, mate, um, tell, tell us about that picture and how that came about. So it was 1993, and a writer-director named Cameron Crowe called me and asked if he could follow me around to pick up atmosphere and, uh, and detail for a film that would be based on a sports agent. And he had gone underground in a Southern California high school and written a book um, called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That was a very funny movie. <laughs> so, so I was open to it. And he went to the draft in 1993 where I had the first pick Drew Bledsoe. He went to um, the league meetings where um, I was showing off free agents and he was a fly on the wall and, and listened to discussions. Um, he went to uh, Pro Scouting Day at the University of Southern California. He went to um, a number of games with me, to my Super Bowl party, to, um, uh, and I told him stories, lots and lots of stories. And then he went off and wrote a brilliant uh, script and my job as technical advisor was to vet the script to make sure the willing suspension of disbelief that will hold you in a motion picture didn't get shattered. You didn't think the look was phony or the dialogue was phony. And then he gave me some of the actors like Cuba Gooding Jr. And I took him down to a Super Bowl in Phoenix. And I made him pretend he was a wide receiver client for a whole week. And uh, wow. put him in a role. <laughs> and um, I actually had to show the quarterback in the film played by uh, Jerry O'Connell how to throw a spiral because he had uh, gone to NYU and they didn't have a football program there. So, um, so it's been 25 years and rarely do I go out in public um, yeah. uh, to an airport or restaurant where someone doesn't run up and either ask me to say or say to me those four words <laughs> yeah show me the yeah and i was never going to say that i was never going to ask you to say that definitely oh. not but um yeah no look yeah it's uh, an amazing movie and funnily enough um you know from my history you know as a as a young person setting up my first consultancy firm in the 90s and Obviously, Jerry Maguire came out and it had nothing to do with show me the money. You know, it really didn't. I mean, that's an end result of doing all the work that was done to get to that end mark where the, you know, the the financial outcomes uh, came through. But there was that one other key uh, part of that movie that has still resonates with me today is that help me help you line. Right. 
That's the give, give. That's that's the role model. That's the listen. That's the help me help. That is the one line still to this day. It, I, I still kind of I think I actually base a lot of my work principles around that. You know, so um, well, yeah. Well, again, so thank the, you for the, that. Yes, <laughs> the essence of that once again is to be able to put yourself in another person's heart and mm. mind. And um, look, I'm sure the female listeners to this broadcast will agree with the statement that men don't tend to share their emotional feelings quite as easily as women do. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. to do more work to elicit the uh, a deeper response. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it really is all about drawing out another human being. Yeah, incredible. Oh, fantastic. So thank you for sharing that, mate. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> just had to. That's great. Um, Bye. So Lee, so, I think, yeah. Uh, sorry, Pat. Oh, sorry. Uh, something that uh, is really prevalent is this concept right now around change and transformation as people are thinking about uh, what they've experienced over the last few years going forward through careers and journeys. Um, would love to know from uh, from your rich experience, what advice do you have um, as our show is Talent Without Limits? What advice do you have uh, around the concept of going limitless, um, going to your above and beyond peak performance space? So I think the key for any young person is to learn how to distinguish themselves in a hyper-competitive world. Um, First of all, you need to be aware of trends and change. So I read six newspapers a day, a ton of magazines, watch a lot of television, and talk to a lot of people to try to understand where things are going. And then to see the fundamental shift, which is how information is uh, circulated, right? So I'm growing up and we read newspapers and watch network television. But now we have multiple platforms of content supply, and that's how information is shared. And the currency in this society becomes how many followers that you have on TikTok or LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook uh, or Twitter. And so it's different. And to be aware of the fact that, that if you grow up today, in a world of big screen computers and color and sound, it can have a subversive effect as you're multitasking constantly on patience and focus. And you have to somehow be willing to get into this moment because this moment I'm sharing with you is not about what's happening in the future or the past. It's not about my cell phone or what Someone might be texting me. It's putting every bit of energy and focus into this moment um, as distinguished from every other moment to get the most out of it. And it's being able to focus and and be able to listen to text and subtext and the rest of it. And it's more difficult in a a world of... uh, constant interactivity to be able to have that awareness of what uh, is in front of you and being able to focus and get the most out of that moment. 
No, that's excellent. Excellent guidance. And that's, um, it goes back to uh, your philosophy, really being able to embody and be present to others. Right. It's, it's, people have a tendency to think, well, you know, my real life was in the past, these friends, mm -hmm. this geographical location, or my real life will be in the future when this happens, this happens, things change. No, your life is right now. And the only, uh, inexorable uh, 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 evanescent concept we have is time and time goes away. So the thought that you'd be deferring being present to the past or the future is nonsensical. Um, this is the moment um, and this is the time and be as uh, focused and productive and thoughtful in this moment as you can. Well, I think, um, you know, Pat, that is for me one absolutely fantastic, inspiring um, discussion. And I, I have to tell you, Lee, I'm very excited to, to come and see you in Phoenix in February. And I can't wait to be a part of that event. I know Neuroflex and the team there are very excited. And, you know, again, just to be able to, see how you're putting all this together once again for the community. Right. Right. Um, but look, it, it, we're privileged that uh, people like you will come and Patrick's got a product that could make a essential uh, shift in how we evaluate concussions, how quickly that happens and uh, a much better uh, approach than how many fingers am I holding yep. up? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, and it'll and it'll be great to be there to collaborate with, you know, founders and creators of these other amazing products that are out there to help, you know, these athletes and and the community. Right. So this is, and it's going to be very exciting. Um, We're all uh, all of us are together in as partners in the fight. Yeah bring a better quality of life to sports and to the outside world. Fantastically. Thank you. I think that is a brilliant way to finish off this podcast. Pat, what do you think? I agree. Thank you so much, Lee. Yeah. I think um, uh, good reminder to always be centered and present uh, in the moment. Yeah. Yep. Lee Steinberg, thank you for joining us here at Talent Without Limits. It's my pleasure. Thank you for tuning into Talent Without Limits. Music provided by Audio Coffee via Pixabay. For more information on the Mitchell Lake Group, please visit mitchelllake.com.